Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says, yo. and welcome to this week's episode of the Nintendo Shack Podcast, Tears of the Kingdom Hype Trailer Edition. I am so excited to talk about it with you, Donnie. How are you doing today? Pretty good, pretty good. I've had a fun weekend, had a good morning, so I'm all here, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Heck yeah. Oh my gosh. We're going to talk about all of our thoughts, all of our theories, all of our speculation very exciting stuff i i feel like i've been waiting for this one hype trailer you know like the one we talked about the one for breath of the wild in january everybody's been talking about i know i know and i was just waiting for that one i was like are they gonna do it and i feel like we'll talk about it more soon but i feel like this trailer really mirrored that trailer in a lot of ways just like format wise so i feel like that's what i wanted that's what i've been waiting for and that is the hype that is going to carry me to may 12th yeah it's like 20 days right Oh my gosh! Yes, yeah, so like soon. That. It's so fast. It's so soon. So there's soon. two games I want to play before then. I don't know how I'm gonna do it. <laughs> what do you want to play before then? Advance Wars, which just downloaded, mm-hmm. just registered, mm-hmm. and Redfall. How long's Redfall? Well, I guess no nobody idea. knows, do they? No yeah. clue. <laughs> yeah, but Advance Wars that. is pretty long, so I, you know, it's obviously two games. I've still been kind of, you know, um chipping away at it i can't remember where i was at last week but i beat the first game um the last mission took me so long i can't talk about it yet i can talk about it on wednesday that's when mario is up but um it was really tough it wasn't even like it was one attempt on my last the last mission like it's not like i kept like failing and having to do it over and over and over again but like just the one single attempt took me like like two or three hours to yeah. do that's it was so long because it was just like, oh, like, I don't know. It's a very fun game. Um, the second one is a lot like the first one. The story is like stupid. Like, I'm going to be honest. It's corny. It's I know that's like the fun of it. I, I didn't really buy into the story. I was like waiting for this one. Twi- like I had a prediction for a twist to the story that would have been like pretty cool, but then it never happened um so like really this is about the gameplay there's a lot of like collectibles that you can buy in the shop with coins you get coins for doing really well on the missions uh like by you know beating missions in a short amount of days which is turns uh having like a good strategy i don't really know how it's calculated but you get coins you can unlock like songs and like different color palettes for your commanding officers and different maps to use for the war room zone. Uh, I tried multiplayer yesterday with somebody else who's the game. And I I think the one like really disappointing thing, well, there's two disappointing things like surprise, surprise, Nintendo dropping the ball with online features, but you can't do asynchronous matches. Like um, I know, I I know that's like popular strategy games. Yeah. Like if me and you want to battle each other, we both have to be active during like the whole and like these matches get long. And I would imagine yeah. like with two very skilled players, they could get like really long. Um, 
you know, and so I know other tactical games have it where like you can send your move and then the other player can like get to it when they want to. Yeah. You don't have to have the game open. There's nothing like that in this game. It's very unfortunate. Also, um, there you can't like um, just like the friend match making thing. I think it's just very like not intuitive as usual with other, you know, Nintendo games. Like we kind of struggled to connect a little bit despite being on each other's friend list. Um I feel like that's just Switch. Is that not the case? No, no, it is it is the Switch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not just this game. That's what I mean. It's like other Nintendo games and other Switch games. Gotcha. Just, it's just yeah. like bogus. But the other thing that I think is like pretty disappointing is there is a map editor. I believe that was also in the original, like a level editor. And I was kind of imagining, you know, like it would be a Mario Maker thing where you could make an awesome map and get a code and like post it online and other people could like try your map with, you know, just like an endless supply of them. But no, you can only challenge your friends' maps. So you have to have them registered as a friend to play their custom maps, Mm. Uh, which, you know, I think is kind of silly because if I spend all this time on a map, I want, you know, as many people as possible to play it. It definitely lessens the appeal. Yeah, I don't want to have to add somebody to my friends list just so that they can play my map. Um, But other than that, those are, like, complaints. I The gameplay is a lot of fun. It is, like, kind of addictive. It's, like, one more, you know, one more mission, one more mission kind of thing. And I feel like for people who are really into this, there is a lot of replayability too with like, um, you know, to, uh, there's, you can unlock a, there's the casual mode, classic mode, and then you can unlock a challenge mode uh, for like really skilled players. Yeah. I, or that's probably really intense because sometimes I struggle with the casual mode. Um, but yeah, it's fun gameplay. I'm enjoying it. Right. I'd imagine that Advance Wars probably won't be one I'm too consumed with beating. Like, yeah. I just want to get it into it. I want to play it. I don't know how long yeah. it'll stick with me. Uh, the stories aren't as rich as Fire Emblem, and that's usually the driving factor that, that yeah. keeps me going in a Fire Emblem game. So, if that's not going to Yeah, I think if there, you're looking for a story, the story is not a no, story. Yeah, I was like, right. really wish that they made no story because it's so cheesy. It's like, oh, it's like I'm. Uh, yeah, for me, I think this will be mostly just a nostalgia play. Yeah. You know, I'll probably play it for a few days, get my fill. I mean, I, I always wish it would come back, and that's just... <clears throat> so many of Nintendo's games are... I mean, Nintendo's a Japanese company, so this isn't, like, going out there. So many of their games are Japanese-centric. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really liked... Back when we had Advance Wars and Battalion Wars and just more games like that, there's plenty of that in the PC space. Like if you want to get really heavy into like Civ or you know Age of Empires or something like that, but there's not a lot of Western style games. I think in Nintendo's wheelhouse, and this was one of them. Yeah. And I honestly, I think just that's the appeal. I love Fire Emblem, as you know, it's probably one of my favorite franchises. But it's nice to mix it up every now and again, you know, to not have Calvary and lances and archers it'd be cool to have you know planes and tanks and you know it's, it's mm-hmm. so i'm i'm that's what i'm here for i just want to kind of see it's it, good for that, and that it's good, like back. baby's first tactical game <laughs> yeah i think that was always what it was meant to be it's kind of like uh, kirby tactics you know yeah it's cute the, the uh it's very visually appealing like yeah. it's uh 
like like toys, like little colorful. Um, yeah, it's cool. I'm learning board terms. Yeah, so it's exciting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a very nonviolent person, Donnie. So it's like like very funny for me. I was going to say, I don't, you know, I remember when the game was originally supposed to come out and we had the war and everything and everybody's like, oh, we can't release a game like that. I've never thought that was really the case. I it, like, this is no, I, I game. do. I, I think it would have been very inappropriate to release it. At I that think time. people on Twitter would have tried to make it inappropriate, to be honest. With you. I don't know. I don't think I it's, think really it's if Call of Duty can release. The way that it approaches invasion for like uh, very superficial reasons with like, taking over cities and like bombing and stuff like it's it i i think they made the right choice for sure i mean yeah i'm i'm i think it was probably the right decision i just want to say that i think if another developer had made the game i think it would have come out and i don't think anybody would have cared maybe. i think a lot of that is people's expectations on nintendo i think yeah, if maybe. ubisoft had made advanced wars and released it i don't think anybody would have given a damn to be honest with you maybe i think <laughs> People are used to Ubisoft making questionable choices. A lot of folks released <laughs> war-like games during that time that nobody cared about, but there seemed to be yeah. a heavy focus about, can Nintendo yeah. release Advance Wars? What about the kids? We have to save the children. It's a bit much. It was a bit much. <laughs> and when you play Advance Wars, I think the people that maybe don't know, you'll realize why. It's very silly. It's, it's it is very of, silly, but I do, I do feel like the unserious nature of invasion would have been in bad taste yeah I, and i think it's because again i think it's because nintendo you're right there is an invading thing they're scheming to take over each other's land so like you have the general premise i honestly just think it's but it's because it's nintendo that's why probably yeah maybe yeah. i still think they made the right choice i do too i'm not i'm not saying they didn't i do too i just think you know Given that at every moment, like at that moment, at the time where nobody really knew how it was going to shake out, it was smart yeah. to put it off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's really how I've been spending my time this past week playing, you know, the, uh, that game. I did a little uh, fun virtual couch co-op yesterday with some friends on my Twitch channel. We play Pokemon Stadium, among some other things on NSO. Oh, man, the lag was so bad. It was like really not good <laughs> how many like more of these have to release before you <laughs> well no i mean i feel like it's hit or miss like we played goldeneye and it like was not this bad uh pokemon stadium it was unplayable and i don't know if oh, maybe it was no. just like you know one of our connections or something like it got a little bit better um you know we moved on to mario party and stuff the mini games were kind of hit hit and miss with with the lag but um it was actually so like so bad it was funny we were like laughing so hard of just how impossible some of these games were wow. but yeah clearly it wasn't just um the lag i think also um one one person in particular like totally wiped us in every single game so um, clearly the lag wasn't totally like game breaking for all of us but um it was fun just fun fun time good good yeah what have you been up to this week? Dollars, money out of it. Yeah, well, Pokemon, Pokemon Stadium is. Did I say Snap or Stadium? I meant Stadium. stadium. Yeah. Um, that game's very nostalgic for me. The mini games we played the mini games because that sure. has four player multiplayer, and it was fun just to like go back and like 
that's like one of the few games that I think I actually like played with friends growing up, um, mm. you know, with people next to me. So it was fun to like go back and like actually play that multiplayer again. Did it hold up? Um, yeah. I mean, we like got maybe like 30, 45 minutes of enjoyment out of it, you know, because there's only nine mini games. And then, then we felt the need to move on to some other stuff. Yo, that Kirby and the Crystal Shards, that has some fun multiplayer mini games in it. Oh, really? There's three. Yeah, there's three of them. And it was actually really fun. I had never played those before. Nice. Nice. Yeah. A lot of Kirby games, at least the ones that have like the little battle or mini games or little battle with friends games and stuff, they, they are a lot of fun. They seem to yeah. test a lot of mechanics and stuff in the Kirby modes, Kirby games mm-hmm. that nobody plays. Yeah, I, I still want to play that one that Fall Guys esque dessert one that they released. I just never have bought it. I keep wanting it to go on sale. I don't think it'll ever go the on sale. The gourmet Kirby's it's already gourmet like deluxe. super cheap. Yeah. yeah, it's like fifteen dollars, but I'm just like, yeah. I keep waiting for one day. They're like, it's seven dollars. I don't think it's gonna. Happen. Does anyone even play it? Kirby's I don't think so. Gourmet. I don't think so. Gourmet gourmet rate. Uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's called. Um, I've played a lot of things this week, or at least I, I guess I have. To be honest with you, if you check my game log, the majority of my time on Switch this week has been spent playing Retroable, which I won't talk about nice. how big it is for another 20 minutes, but I will tell you just once again, it's incredible. It's a great game. It's addictive. Um, But we went to a car show this week. I've been out and about, so I've been playing my Switch a little bit more. Uh, I wanted to play my... I wanted to play Resident Evil. I haven't been back to Resident Evil in a couple weeks, and uh, I just haven't mm. got to it. I'm hoping to do it today. Today, I would like to cut the grass and then play Resident Evil. Um, but in between the last time I played Resident Evil now, I beat Dredge. Nice. How was it? It was great. It was great. Um, the ending is not, like, super long, um, and it's kind of what I expected. You remember we talked about good and bad endings? I watched the yeah. the alternate ending. I wouldn't go out of my way to to accomplish that unless you're like you know chasing achievements or something like it's did you get the good ending or bad ending or i got the regular ending i got the default ending um but i liked it a lot i liked it a lot i think by the time i had gotten done with it's probably just because i was so hooked by it i played so much of it um you know by the time i reached the end like i was kind of ready for it to be over it's just really fetch questy you're just doing a lot of that i think had i taken it in smaller doses and not tried to like beat it so fast i don't think that would have bothered me as much but yeah. I love the game. I love the game. Just the, the chill little nature of going around and fishing and then this monstrous Lovecraftian horror element that comes out at night was just a really great mix for me. Um, nice. I did go back and beat Goodbye World. I had to play it about another 30 minutes. Okay. And uh, that was excellent. I still think you should play that game. I actually think that means... That's that more... top-down one, right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's the kind of like 70s pixel art a game about a game dev that's making yeah, a game yeah, yeah, yeah. and a fourth one. I think I listed it. Yeah. yeah, I think you're gonna like it. I think it's when like when I finished it, I was like, this is a Rebecca game. And not necessarily my jam, but I think you, I think you might get a, a little bit more appreciation out of it than me. I liked it. I liked it. I'm gonna go hard with uh, with these indies over the summer. Nice. Speaking of those, I'm playing Formula Retro Racing World Tour. If nobody has ever heard of this game before, this is the sequel. The previous release racing game called Formula Retro Racing, which I adored and played on Switch and loved. I'm playing the sequel on PC just because I got a sweet deal over there. Um, 
it's it's also great um it's it's just, it's more like just the base game though is still very good i don't know about the sequel like if you were like donnie which one should i get my answer is going to be whichever one's cheaper like just find a good deal and buy the cheapest one mm-hmm. because the sequel feels a lot just more of the same like it's more tracks more more race cars they have like this new stock car mode um, where you kind of drift around tracks, like you almost race sideways, like in ovals, like NASCAR kind of. I honestly, they could have taken that out. I don't necessarily think that was even worth doing. I was like, this isn't very fun at all. Um, but the actual racing that I showed up for, like the Formula One-like tracks with cars, is really fun, and it's still really fun. So uh, if you're in looking for a cool race, it's kind of like virtual racing. Uh, for anybody that remembers, like it's got like that Dreamcast you know, polygonal kind of PlayStation 2 look. Um, it's very hyper colorful, um, very contrasty. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. I'm digging it. Um, I'm digging the sequel. I'm not upset that I bought the sequel. I just realized uh, pretty quickly on it. It's just, it's more of the same, which some people may, you know, knock a sequel for. Like, I'm still here to win all the cups and get all the stuff and start chasing time trials and stuff. It's really good. Yeah, okay. The last game that I want to talk about is a game that I started last night. You remember uh, probably about a month ago at this point, I went on a little recent run where I was just buying up all of these cheap-ass indie games, and one of them that I came across was called Splatter Zombie Zombie Calypse Now. Like Apocalypse Now. It's Zombie Calypse Now. Yeah, you see what they did there? Yeah, what's that all about? Um, So this is from Untold Tales, which makes a lot of games that I really like like Golf Club Wasteland and Hong Kong Massacre and Aspire and Arise. These are all games that I've played over the years. So like this developer or this publisher is starting to like become more notable for me because I've played a lot of these games. I've gotten review codes for half of these games or I've bought them for super cheap. There have never been games that I've paid like 30 or $40 for. These are all games that I think I've paid 10, 15 bucks a piece for. And the more and more, I've played them the more and more I've come to recognize, you know, kind of like their little splash screen and their logo. And, um, and I had never heard of this game. It was on sale and I saw the untold tales thing in the eShop and I was like, Oh, okay. And it was like a dollar 99 and I bought it. It is a twin stick shooter. Kind of like, it's not like a crazy, like bullet hell shooter, not like a concert. You're going to hold the stick and just start firing in every direction like that. It's like, um, you're going to pull the trigger. So it's like a shooter shooter. Not as fast or as smooth, but in the same vein as like a hotline Miami. So think of like a top down hotline Miami, but think of it like Max Payne. It's so Max Payne. There's so much Max Payne, like the little cutscenes and the characters. They got these still visuals. It's very like black and white with like blood spatters. And it's very like, it noir. looks very violent. <laughs> yeah. And it's very noir. Like he'll just come across. He'd be like, and that's the last time that I saw Jim. Anyway, the world keeps spinning. And then you just go into the next mission, and it's so good. I was like, this is great. How have I never heard about this before? Um, okay. You shoot boxes to get, uh, like, you shoot boxes as you're going through all these different uh, environments, like uh, on the mall and outside and alleyways and stuff. There's, like, there's boxes. Of course, they're, like, burning barrels you can blow up. Uh, you can shoot the lights out if you want. But when you start tearing up some of this environment, they'll drop health packs or more importantly, money, and then use the money to upgrade your gun so you can keep going and you know be stronger, faster, all that stuff. I'm digging it. I love Max Payne, though. 
I absolutely love Max Payne. It's my favorite games. I can't wait for the remake. So if you're into Max Payne or you like things like a Hotline Miami um, or games in that vein, uh, I would tell you to give it a give it a look if you're if it's on the cheap. Um, it's not amazing by any means, but I'm digging it. I didn't realize once I found out how Max Payne it was, I was like, oh, I'm beating this game. It went from, oh, I want to try this game out because I like shooters and I like zombies to, oh, I've got to beat this game because I'm here for the cheesy storytelling. Like, I want to know all about this character. This is great. So uh, kind of a nostalgia, nostalgia fill for me. But enough of me talking about Max Payne and all that. People don't want to hear about Max Payne, Donnie. They want to hear about Tears of the Kingdom. (laughs) They're like 20 minutes and then they're like, what the hell is this show doing? (laughs) I know people are trying to skip ahead. All like, I don't care about advanced wars yeah. or zombies. <laughs> um, Tears of the Kingdom. We got our hype trailer. Yeah. Yep. Oh boy. Did you feel all the emotions? In no. The- no. What? So that's the thing. I don't know what it is. Okay. I would have been perfectly fine. I was perfectly fine. I said on the podcast last week, if they never said anything else about this game. Of course. I didn't need this trailer. I wasn't searching for more hype i didn't understand the people that were i wasn't trying to relive 2016 and get that trailer all over again like that wasn't me that said i wasn't prepared like i wasn't ready for how good that trailer was okay, okay. We're, we're good now i was like ready to throw fist no we're good we're good when that trailer i was like oh god this is so it was so what i said in the discord i didn't say much about it um we actually i won't even get into it we had a work thing that was kind of keeping my attention at the moment um leading up to this game for the past the years not even the past year the years going into this years. game i've been saying things like how do they meet this expectation how do they live up to the bar that's being set like i don't is it even possible are we are we going to be too hard on this game and in one trailer yes. i was like how do they ever make another zelda game like how do they i haven't even played it yet and i was like how do they top this it was so dense that like i was almost like mind numbed by the time it was over like i I was so there was so much to take in that i couldn't even remember everything i had just seen like it was Mm -hmm. just so much i was just like it was like overload i was like wow this is the trailer that i'll be watching daily until may 12th you're gonna keep see i'm not i'm i'm good I don't want to know anything else. Just let me play the game now. Like I'm, I don't want to know anything else. I haven't looked into the analysis. I'm here for your theories. I want to know what all the things you saw, but like just the things that I even remember. And I remember I was like, I almost like when I, I've only, I watched the trailer twice. I watched it by myself and I watched it with Jack. And the first time I watched it, I was like, what the hell did I even just see? And the second time I was like, I feel like I need to take notes because there were so many little things that I saw that I was like, I want to know what that is. But see, that's what I'm trying to hold on to. I want to find that out for myself. I don't want somebody mm-hmm. to tell me. That's what I want. I want to go figure that out for myself. So at this point, I'm kind of zero dark thirty. I don't want to. I don't want to know too much. That's completely fair. Um, I love you know picking apart. You know, I don't. I don't want to know like. Well, that's not true. I was gonna say I don't want like things like leaked to me or whatever, but I do like picking apart the trailer and and making theories and hearing what other people think and coming up with these ideas because almost always we're totally off base. You know, I remember there there were 
theories about the tears of the kingdom title and what it means and everyone's like oh you know people are the the kingdom's crying it's clearly tears not tears and everyone was so certain that it was like oh you know the sadness of the kingdom but now just that trailer proved that there are these little tear collectibles that each of the main characters have I don't, if you only watch the trailer once i don't know if you even saw this but riju who is you know, a little bit more grown up now shows the passage mm-hmm. of time has been a couple of years has one on like her earring. Zelda holds one. Ganondorf has one on his forehead. Link has his every, you know, all these main characters have a little tear and there's seven of them and they line up to those tears that are on that like wall, that little, like yeah. little, little things. So I think that's going to have a big part of the game collecting those. Uh, I don't know. Where do you even want to start? I feel like, what do we jump into theories? Do we talk about the trailer? Do we talk about the gameplay? What do you want to do? That's a good question. Small There's bites. So right? much here. Just start so much start here. somewhere. Pick one. I'll start here. Uh, I just put this in the notes just a few minutes ago before we started. The official Tears of the Kingdom website has revealed this. Link begins his journey on one of the many mysterious floating islands that have suddenly appeared in the skies above Hyrule. It's there our hero will gain new abilities before, before returning to the surface to begin his epic adventure. Um, I'm not sure if that was widely known. I didn't anticipate we would be beginning in the sky. No. Yeah. So yeah. like they, they, that's a definite little thing there that's on the, on the website. Um, that I, and I don't think that's like a spoiler. It's like a good frame of reference. I think that's putting me in the right mindset. Cause had I just started the game and been up in the clouds, I'd be like, wait a minute, what? I was yeah. very much expecting us to like go revisit all of your favorite places and then let's go upstairs and you know it's not gonna no, be. No, I don't think so. I think you know that that is a good expectation to have. They showed us that gameplay trailer a couple of weeks ago of the sky islands, and I, it feels to me like that is like early on in the game. Yeah. I think it'll probably be something like the Great Plateau, the plateau where yeah. we will, you know, it'll serve as a little tutorial. There will be yep. little little things to do up there where we get the basic mechanics where we can't go down to the surface yet, but, you know, until we're able to have the ability to get back up there, which I guess we need a couple little tools to do so. Um I think in order for us to start in the sky, they're going to have to have some kind of cutscene or something in the beginning to show like why we're there. Because I feel like the premise of Breath of the Wild, like we had no memory. Like we have to figure out why we're on the Great Plateau and why we are coming out of a cave and, you know, figuring out our quest. But, you know, this is a little bit different where we kind of, we know how breath of the wild ended and now there has been a time skip of at least what would you say three or four years it must be least, for Riju to grow up least. that much yeah. um for T- tiba's son i forget his name tolan is that what it is to grow up that much um which that's an interesting piece too i they're replacing tiba and um we have no sign of goron life like yenovo where is he um, I don't know. There's just so much to unpack here, Donnie. Yeah, I think it'll be cool that we start in the sky. I think the implications of why, like you know, that sky islands exist when we start. Yeah, is an and interesting. I think you're right. I think they'll start something with. Yeah, especially if like they're gonna start with like the world and how it's changed. You're gonna cutscene with what happened, and then you know the sky, I guess, is falling into the 
into the surface or whatever, and then they start you there. And they're like, you know, like you've got to get your runes, right? You've got to get your abilities. We have to mm-hmm. check and make sure that you, they know, they know that you know how to use them correctly before they send you off, which makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Zelda, the princess. Okay. And, you know, some of the characters that she was interacting with, we saw some new characters, like that weird blue face triangle, you know, guy, I don't really know, like, he's a Zonai character, I would assume. Um, And then the lookalike Zelda, like, she is like that, like, weird, dark skinned kind of light hair. She looked like she could be Zonai, too. Remember, my old theory was that Zelda falls into that abyss and dies. Yeah. And we have to like revive her. That is no longer my theory. I don't think no so. longer. It's been are. replaced off the board. However, I think there could be either. I have like two like trains of thought here that either she falls and it's kind of like a Majora's mask thing where like she falls into like, like a, like a time skip to the past kind of thing. Or the zone I have been like, camping out underground maybe they have been like retreated underground hundreds thousands of years ago and like now they have settlements underground or something like that that would be my and, theory yeah that like the zoo and i have been just living under there for for thousands of years and everyone thought they were gone which we had that big um, that big reddit thread right that i yeah. shared a while ago that was talking about all this stuff like about a month ago this yeah, trailer did a lot was... for me to think that that might be true <laughs> really i thought the yeah. opposite okay I was okay, like, wait a minute, he fair. might be onto something here. <laughs> that's fair. Um, yeah, so, and I think that, you know, Zelda will be lost, like, with the Zonai. Maybe she'll be, like, mistaken as their princess or something because she looks like the other princess, kind of, sort of. I don't know. Interesting. Um, I didn't think about that. That's a good theory. But I do want to say at the end of the trailer, when she says, Link, you have to find me. Do you remember that part? Mm-hmm. And people have already found her where she is when she says that based on her surroundings um they pinned it down to right behind the temple of time on top of the great plateau okay she is standing right there when she says that so like how cool would it be if like we start on the great plateau in the first game and we end on the great plateau in the second game um would be very like brings it all around kind of thing but uh that's that's my like surface level thoughts of the story i guess element of it yeah she does look like an alter i think she is like the the zonai princess i thought at first that each of the three characters maybe had a zonai counterpart like that woman that like pretty you know dark-skinned light-haired woman is their zonai princess zelda um that we might play as the zonai link how he looks, you know, with the long hair, all the weird like tattoos and mm-hmm. stuff like that Zonai link. And then I couldn't figure out what the Zonai Ganondorf would be, except maybe that blue skinned character would like maybe turn out to be bad. I don't know. Mm. Gotcha. I've seen a lot of people say that that was either Hylia. I've seen people suggest that Zelda will actually just become that person. I saw a theory on Reddit that Zelda was going to put herself in the sword and it was going to be like a fee thing all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen too many theories to, to, to really, that I've even wanted to like just in scrolling. I haven't really been diving into them. Like I said, I just, I'm good. 
that trailer there's so many theories and all of them are good too like i would be happy with any of these <laughs> the trailer seems so much more story focused um which gives me a lot of hope you know we were talking about leading up to it how could this game be better than the first game and the my answer has always been you could tell a better story and it seems like already that might be the case i don't know if that's overreaching from just a trailer but in this trailer there was a lot of elements that would lead you to believe there's a lot of story behind them. Otherwise it's going to feel very nonsensical. Like there's a lot of questions asked and I, in a way that I don't feel like was the same with the first game in that first story trailer. Like I didn't come out of that first story trailer. It didn't seem like there was many, there was as much ground to cover like in the first one. And you're like, I got it right. Right. Like the the world's under attack and then they failed and you, you know, like you kind of get it. You, you got the story, the gist of it. This one, I don't feel like we have the gist at all. (laughs) Like we don't know what happens. We know it goes places. There's a lot of places Mm -hmm. it goes. So we'll see how well they pull that off Um, or how we'll see just how they pull it off. Do they pull it off in some sort of linearity? Is it like before you've got to find the story? I hope not. Uh, Yeah, I think that, you know, for the first game, they really emphasized how you can, once you get off the Great Plateau, you can go straight to Ganon and beat the game, or you can do some of the Divine Beasts or some of the Shrines, or, you know, you can kind of make your journey and do as much or as little as you want. They haven't really said anything like that for this one, how you can just go straight to the final boss or, you know, you can make it your your own journey. Like, we know that it's going to be kind of that open air, open world, open air type of gameplay. But I think there is going to be a little bit more either linearity to this one or more requirements to beating the game. I do think that, you know, there will be, I, I'm trying to use the word dungeons, but like, whether they're dungeons or just like dungeon like quests that must be fulfilled uh, before we beat the game. I think it's going to be more along that route than I'm hoping that we just do whatever the heck you want. I'm hoping we get more scripted story. You know, unlike the first one where you got to follow it. Like I just want as things unveil, just bring me cutscenes. I don't need to go find them. And I think it'll be something like, and I'm using the word dungeons, but you know what I mean by just dungeon-like quests. You know, every time you beat a dungeon, you can do them in any order. You can, you know, find what you want in any order, but the storytelling will be progressive and linear. So maybe you beat, I beat dungeon A first, you beat dungeon B first, and after we both beat our first dungeon, a part of the story happens. The same part of the story happens for both of us. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that'd be good. Yeah. And I feel like that's the best way to do open world storytelling. And the trailer was like, what, three minutes? Yeah. There was so much there and none of it was like, it's Minecraft. You can build your own everything. You know, like I was really happy about that personally. Yeah. You know, like I just kind of forgot that that even existed for a minute. And I was like, okay, it doesn't, you know, like I saw a few things where things are like fused together, but it didn't seem to be like this overwhelming. It didn't seem like to be like Nintendo can be. We've got to make sure that everybody knows that we can like put the things on shields and stuff. Like it didn't seem to be like that. You know, they were like, "Yeah, you can do it." Yeah, but it's yeah, it's not yeah. the focus. It's part of the doing. gameplay. Yeah. Um, the other little things that were exciting me seeing just glimpses of things like Link on the horse pulling a carriage of people. Yeah. Kind of gave me flashbacks to like that one quest in Twilight Princess where you have to defend the. Yeah. Uh, wagon cart i didn't even this think time about you're that. pulling the cart yeah that, i immediately call. thought of that one like i thought of that i thought of like, twilight princess on the like the rail battle 
when they were yeah. on the on the on like uh-huh. yeah i was yes. thinking of that yeah. and then uh but while you're talking about vehicle combat when they had like those two i don't know what they were those giant vehicles like some of the villagers and like the the stone with the bacala and they were going at each other i was like what is happening yeah. i want to know so much more <laughs> battle bots <laughs> it's like are we just like full out just going to war like yeah. this is so much cooler in so many you know, ways Donnie, it- it did look like there were instances, and I don't know if this is going to be gameplay or cutscenes, but us fighting alongside other characters. Yeah. And I feel like that is pretty unusual for Zelda in general. Absolutely. We don't fight along other characters. Obviously, we did an Age of Calamity, totally different game. But, you know, seeing things like Sidon, like, I kind of hope that it's gameplay and not just cutscene where, you know, maybe we do a dungeon that helps Sidon and, you know, we maybe we recruit him and he's somebody who can, like, you know, in certain areas or certain quests fight next to us. It'd be cool if we got, like, little Hyrule Warriors-like segments where we in a little battalion could just square off and, like, go take back this this area or this town. You know, like that's yeah. kind of what I was hoping for. What I was seeing, I was like, "Oh man, are like we gonna go take back this settlement? Like f yes. off, dudes! Like this is ours! Like I'm here yeah. for that in so much, so many ways." My other little theory is that you know how there's like seven of those tiers, little tier slot, seven or eight, depending on how you look at it, I guess. But seven. What other game, Donnie, has seven of something important? Ocarina. Uh huh. And it's the seven sages. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if each of these characters has their tier, perhaps they are sages. And, you know, we have to. But when I mean, Ganon's know, a sage. They're sealed in the beginning. But yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? Isn't. Yeah, I don't know. The implications of that. Maybe he either stole it or he was granted it or I don't know. I mean, the Gerudo had a medallion. Like they had a sage. So I guess that makes yeah. sense. But so I, think yeah, I was thinking that maybe you need. That he has one. I was thinking that maybe you need all of those tiers to like to either seal something or unlock something, mm-hmm. something big. Yeah. And I don't know there'd be, but Briscoe says here, the real question is that first clip of Ganondorf is it actually demise. It'd be so awesome if demise made an appearance. Mm. So I was talking about this. I was on uh, HMK's podcast on Friday and we were talking a little bit about demise and I don't think that is Demise, but I, I, I think either. it's Ganondorf. But I think it's possible that he is channeling Demise in a greater way than he ever has before. Which, this is really the first game that we have Ganondorf since Demise's introduction, which I think is interesting. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. This is the first game since Twilight Princess, 17 years ago. G-Man, since we're here, G-Man says, do you think Ganondorf looks sexy? Yes, he does. I heard this on Jeff's podcast. Apparently the internet's all thirsty for Ganondorf. Daddy Ganondorf. He looked mighty, mighty impressive. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was. Yeah, I it love was... this design. Looks like he has hit the gym. Oh, for sure. Shirts don't fit him anymore. Uh, very exciting. He's like this man bun. It's so good. It's very good. He looks very scary. Matt Mercer, by the way, voicing him, confirmed. I know right. a lot of people guessed that uh based on what we heard before but he has officially come out and said that uh we that's from what he uh, like overwatch 
He's from like everything. I looked up his voice credits. He voices so many things. He voices Crom and Fire Emblem. Oh, that he I didn't has even a know. voice in Overwatch. He has voices in like a billion animes, like Attack of Titan. Gotcha. Uh, I don't watch anime, but there's like a million. It's like Critical Role, right? I'm not too familiar with Critical Role. Like, I get the yeah. gist. He's I knew that. I just didn't there. know his credits for the other things outside of Overwatch. Yeah, like just... hundreds and hundreds of things. Yeah. Um, and he'll he's gonna do an awesome job. I think you know that's a brilliant choice um oh man i i'm i'm so excited donnie i like me too i can't wait Ah! i might be playing this i might be playing this game for the rest of the year like the game (laughs) the game looked i'm just i feel like i am extrapolating way too much from a three-minute trailer but in three minutes i was shown so much more than i could have ever imagined like that's my only thought is like how like if i played breath of the wild as long as i played it the first time like how long am i going to be playing this game right like, you know, like there just seemed to be so much there. I've never been clubbed over the head with so much content. It feels to me like this is going to be the same awesome discovery and exploration and novelty that we experienced in Breath of the Wild, but is also correcting or bringing back some of the problems that people had with Breath of the Wild. Like, I think there will be some more linearity to the story. I think, you know, there will be more dungeon-like things to do not just like the shrines you know i do think that uh they they are really listening to what people said about breath of the wild and trying to do better yeah just look i would agree and i I hope i hope we come out of this i hope we come out of this thinking that breath of the wild was just like the beta version to a much better game yeah (laughs) like and how is that possible considering breath of the wild with so many people's like best game of 2017 like yeah. still people will still say this is the best game on the i mean site. i think it's i don't think it's not possible i mean i think that that is the way video games should be right mm-hmm. like you know super mario bros has to happen so super mario 3 can come along you know gta 3 has to happen so vice city and gta 5 can like the point of making sequels is to better and better mm-hmm. and better and it should always be better but in the ways that they've seemingly made this better in completely non-technical ways um we haven't i don't feel like we've seen a game do it in a minute uh and it just see and honestly it's it seems it appears at at initial glance from the footage that we've seen it appears to be so much different and i would say better in so many more ways than again than i could have ever imagined i would have never guessed everything that we just saw there's no way there's no way I would have guessed half of that. Like the the fact that we were going to the sky, like the first time we just saw him go to the sky, I was like, okay, so that'll be the new thing. And now there's like entire, what appear to be gigantic underground cities somewhere like that uh-huh. look huge. That looks so much bigger than the cities we saw ever saw on the surface. They look like legit cities, not a little town with like three little shops and a house. Like that was a city, like a giant city. I don't know what that was, but I'm, I'm intrigued to know more. And just, yeah, there's just a, again, yeah, the, the trailer was impressive. Impressive was the, the best thing I could come away. I mean, it was very, very impressive. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Me too. You know, and I knew deep down that it was going to be this way. And I feel like all the people out there who were like, this could just be DLC for Breath of the Wild. What are they doing? This is what they've been spending seven years on. 
Yeah. And I, um, it feels very validating. I hate even addressing those people. I hate even talking them into existence. Like what an asinine comment that is to even make. <laughs> it's not even worthy of air. Like I get that it sets up a really good response, but it's like, that's giving them too much justice. What yeah. a dumb thing to yeah. say. <laughs> DLC. Get out of here. Then. Hey, let's address some of these questions that we yeah, have from people. Um, Briscoe 92 says, was the trailer too good that the expectations for the game are now unattainable? No, because I felt this way for Breath of the Wild during that one really good trailer and the game was kick-ass and I think that'll be true for this one too. Yeah, I think if the, I would say that I think if it was possible that that were true, they wouldn't have kicked off with such a great trailer. Mm -hmm. The reason that they're doing that is I've, I've this whole time, what have I said? I I sense that Nintendo feels as like a very supreme sense of accomplishment from the lack of what they've talked about and the things they've shown and how they've shown. I get the sense that they're like, this game is fucking awesome. <laughs> they're not worried about it. That's, that's the mm -hmm. sense that I get. And I wouldn't say the same thing about breath of the wild. Cause I think we got a lot more and I think we just got more developments. And a lot of that was again, the Wii U to switch transition, but even outside of that, I think they were trying to show a lot of that game off because they knew it was different and they knew it wasn't going to hit the same. And like, I don't necessarily, I never got the sense that they were sure that breath of the wild was going to be what breath of the wild was. That's why we got like this huge uh, plateau demo. Like they were very much trying to let everybody know this is a different, this is a different Zelda game. This is not what you think it is. You remember mm -hmm. there was all these people it was like, it's dark souls of Zelda, you know, like it was, they were trying really, really hard to tell you what it was. And in this one, they're like trying really, really hard not to tell you what it is. They're trying so much to not say anything. And that just makes me think that they're very confident with what they've got. Yeah, I agree. Jules says, what are some wild theories you've heard or thought about Tears of the Kingdom's new trailer? So that was the one that I, I mean, I said the ones that I've, I've mostly heard. The one where Zelda is into the broken sword, that would be, I never thought that in a million years. Like that was definitely more of the wild theory. That I've heard. Yeah, I've shared most of the theories that I have specifically. Uh, I don't know about wild theories. I mean, there's so many wild theories. Um, I I saw a wild theory that the um, Gorons might be at risk of extinction because we see so few of them. Yonobo is gone. We see like maybe one or two in the trailer, but like compared to all the other, like we don't really see. Gorons compared to like the Rito and you know the Hylians and whatnot. Um, so I think maybe it's like something weird might have happened to Maybe they went underground. They might have, yeah, because I feel like maybe like, they would be more likely to be able to live, like, you know, like within the rocks and stuff. Deuces. Yeah. <laughs> We're out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yarden says, uh, can we hear all of Forest Minish's thoughts on the latest trailer? I think we've done that one. Al says, people want to know if there's dungeons in Tears of the Kingdom, but I'm wondering if there's even shrines. I think it could just be caves, temples, floating islands. I feel like, I feel more like they're part of the overworld than a separate level. How do you think the game is structured? So, I think somebody did see a shrine symbol on the map at one of the trailers. I have seen a shrine icon on a mini-map. I have seen that. That being said... People have done one-to-one -one comparisons of, like, the different areas. Like, they went to Breath of the Wild to that exact spot to, like, see the difference 
you know, here's what this exact spot where Link is standing looks like in Breath of the Wild. Here's this exact spot in Tears of the Kingdom. And what they did notice is that shrines and towers are gone. So maybe they sunk back down into the earth or something, you know, how they were underground beforehand. Maybe they sunk back down. Maybe they were destroyed. Who knows? Um, So it sounds like there will be something shrine-like where that icon is used. Uh, I could see this being something that is maybe limited to the sky or it, they could just be different this time. Like they won't be the same kind of shrines, but maybe they will be like different kinds of quests. I don't think there's going to be that many of them. I don't think there's going to be 120 of them. Um, and I think they will look and feel a little bit differently if they, if they are there. I agree with you. I would just say, I think there's a story element we see, that, or at least we think we've seen that he doesn't have like his old runes, right? Link doesn't have the runes. You got this new stuff. There's no bombs. So bombs without the exist. runes, there's no shrines. Like that's kind of like the whole point. So I think there's a, maybe a story element to why they're not there. And I don't know what that shrine logo is there for. I'm wondering if it's a new shrine. It's a new kind of shrine. Is it even a shrine? Is it just that they're repurposing the logo? I, I have no idea why that icon is there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I think, but, yeah, I think it, point. I, it's very like, actually a little scary that we haven't seen any kind of bombs at all uh, because I really like bombs in Zelda and I think he doesn't have his runes. The bomb was tied to a rune before and Zelda has the slate now. I think you're going to craft something that does a bomb. You know, you're going to take like an eye or something and mix it with a fire thing and it'll be a bomb. Ooh, good point. Good point. Yeah, I think it's going to have to be something more like that if we don't have the bomb rune. Yep. And then Edgardo writes the characters. Link is not alone. How will the characters affect the story? Who was talking to Zelda when they were talking about the sword? What happened to Tiba? Most importantly, Zelda looks amazing. You didn't talk about her shortcut. She does look pretty excellent. So I have to keep my hair long right now for the Taylor Swift concert that's happening that weekend. But after that, I am going to be so tempted to chop mine like hers mm. because it looks so Put good. The Zelda cut. Yeah, it does. So I have the nice. Taylor Swift cut, then I'm going to go for the Zelda cut. Are we going to be able to play um, Zelda? No. You still don't Get think so? Out of your brain. No. No, no, no. She's no. looking at the sword. She's... Yeah, so what? She's looked at the sword in I'm many just, games. Just saying, you never know, right? She might pick up no. the sword. Okay, she picks up the sword. Uh, Give it the to person me. who is talking to Zelda when they were talking about the sword and then puts his hand on her shoulder um, is that uh, weird blue-faced bird-like uh, Zonai character. Hmm. And the reason why I feel like he may late, like, I feel like he's going to be that character that comes across as good. He could be like the Zonai leader or something. He comes across as good willed and peaceful and benevolent. But if you look very closely at his outfit, he has a little seal, like a little brooch. Is that what it's called? A brooch, brooch, Mm -hmm. brooch. Um, that if you look very closely, many people have pointed out, it looks like Ganondorf. It looks like Ganon. Ganon with the tusks and the evil eyes. And um, Ganondorf seems up, to draw... I'm getting lots of like Wind Waker vibes. You know, there's Ganon. Yes. Yeah. Seems to draw a lot from that, that kind of design. I mean, they're very different, but a lot of like the like the ornateness, the bun and stuff, it seems just very similar. Yeah. 
So that's why I think he maybe like will appear to have good intentions, but but will not end up being so good. But yes, oh my gosh, the characters. It's like nice that we spent the whole first game like alone. I know there were other characters and they helped us, but uh, this game definitely feels more populated. There's people who are fighting. The guy with the bucket hat. Did you see the guy with the bucket over his head who was like standing there with all the other characters? If you yeah. missed the bucket head conversation. No, no, no. I, I was just... Out. I definitely don't know if there's a conversation, but I definitely saw the the people with the bucket buckets on their head. Yeah, they look like they're ready to go to war. Mop handles. Yeah, they're all like ready to get. Like it's not just like fighting. Like everyone is ready to go. The world has more believability. There's more, you know, agency there, and that should bring it to life in a way. Because the Breath of the Wild definitely didn't have that, right? Right. Outside of like just the guardians, maybe gave it some. We of that. saw like a little settlement in, like they were trying to settle in Hyrule Castle Town again. We saw like yeah. some makeshift, makeshift little settlements. So years up. ago, years ago, years ago, Rebecca, we're talking like six years ago, like after I beat this game, I went on a podcast with Bobby, Nintendo Guru, and we were talking about like where, like, do they make a sequel? How could this sequel? We floated a bunch of ideas. And one of the ideas I floated was like, do we rebuild Hyrule? Like after everything that's happened, like, and I'm wondering if there are some elements there where, because when what I was talking about was a very much like gameplay elements. Like you actually have to like, maybe like light RPG ish gather resources or something to like help the villagers and like maybe clear an area, gather a certain amount of resources, you know, do a task whether to like, I was trying to, I was trying to take, the idea of Terrytown and apply it in a global scale was really the root of the idea. Like this thing that I loved, how do we make more of that? Cause it was completely optional and you didn't have to do it. And I am wondering if there might be something like that in the game now. Like, are you actually, do you need to, is there going to be quests or you need to like raise settlements, like rebuild cities. Like, it would be a part of the gameplay. I, would be, I a lot think, of, be a lot of fun. I don't think it's going to be a huge part of the gameplay, but I do think there will be little things like that scattered throughout the world uh, for two reasons. Because, like I said, I think they're really listening to what the fans were saying about Breath of the Wild and trying to implement that into this game. And two things are, one, everybody was saying, man, I wish in the post game of Breath of the Wild we could start to rebuild, you know, yeah. high, you know Hyrule. A lot of people were talking about how much they want to see it come back to life. And then two, I think they see how much people loved the Terrytown quest. And that was like the closest thing that we had in Breath of the Wild to rebuilding, you know, part of, a, you know, a, a part of the world. They were wanted to make this town lively. And so there were little things like that with recruiting people and, you know, bringing different materials to Terrytown to help. And uh, I think we'll start to see more quests like that in this one it could establish it could establish fast travel like things it could Ooh. establish like if you have to gain a, like a certain amount of territory or something like a percentage it could establish area there's lots of that would be really good yeah there's lots of things that they could weave into it and i'm thinking with this game especially if they don't have shrines i'm thinking we'll have multiple types of fast travel type points and not just one and it could mm -hmm. just be a factor you know into five ten different factors that you can use for fast travel if they even have fast travel i mean they've given you vehicles and stuff you know, maybe they don't even have fast travel anymore maybe they're like dude just build a car like go you know like it's possible <laughs> yeah. i don't know 
I don't know. I think there will be fast travel, but I really like that idea where maybe there's different, like there's various points around the map that you could choose to build, you know, or help out with a settlement. And if you do enough to help out with it, it's kind of trying like, and it may be not on the scale of a Terrytown, but like you raise a stable. Maybe it's like a part of the crafting thing. Maybe like you learn to raise a stable and then one day you can raise a settlement. One day you can raise a city. You know, like there's Mm -hmm. my mind goes racing with ideas like that but mm-hmm. i would i per, that's the kind of stuff that i would get lost in that i think other people would be like this doesn't you know other people are like i can't wait to try out all the combinations if they were like you can re i would spend every hour doing nothing but that f- until that was completed <laughs> before I even started with you'd beat the game by the time i was done <laughs> yeah see that to me it's like that's not zelda to me like just a re, like a it, that feels like a sim game to me sure it's just not yeah. zelda I would probably enjoy it and do it. I don't think I would get lost in it for hours like you would. I think for me, the biggest thing that I really am just like looking forward to and want to know about and hope, you know, they really dive into is the Zonai and like a new race of characters. Like, and it seems like they're going to do that. Yeah. Uh, That's what I'm most excited about. Yeah. That definitely seems to be the case. Um, We did see there was a new commercial leaked. I'm not sure if you saw the leaked commercial, but that's definitely real. It's a real commercial. We saw it. Yeah. So they're getting ready to start marketing and start seeing TV commercials come out. And then the last thing that I did want to mention is uh, Hori did release uh, an accessory line. So I am getting Tears of the Kingdom split pad pro compacts. And they released like, you know, the, they're making those little, it's in the discord. Um, they're making those little, what do they call them? Like stands, like tripod stands and stuff. That's been a thing with the switch for a while now. Um, but they're having one of those and they're having a couple cases. So mm. for anybody that oh, see, them. I really like the left side of the controller, that's, but I don't like the right side. That's what most people are saying. Yeah. That, oh, I think that is man. like the general response to those is people are like, why can't uh, I have, because they're doing the split pad pros and the pro compacts and the split pad pros have a black controller and the compacts have yeah. a white controller. And a lot of people wanted both of them. It's not my favorite design, but I will say, I'll just say the same thing I wrote in discord yesterday. I'm wondering if these look a lot better in person Um, because I get it that one of them is like very much like a a wallpaper, like actual graphic image. And the other one is, I don't like that. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to get them. I, I, I'm going to get them just on the, on the grounds that I would use these a thousand times more than buying that pro controller. That's fair. Just because I, I play most of my, my switch. Like I play on the go like that, you know? So I think the carrying case is nicer than the official one. I agree. Yeah. Which one do you like? I like the white one. I I like both, but I like the white one too. Yeah. I like the white one. Yeah, a that lot. sword design is much nicer. Um, I don't need a carrying case, but that's it's so nice I might pick it up anyway. <laughs> I was planning I'm planning on getting the split pad pro compacts in the carrying case. How much is the carrying case? Do we know? I'm sure it'll be twenty bucks. Okay, yeah. That's good. I mean the Hori stuff isn't very expensive. Although the Split Pad Pro Compacts, I think they're brand new. I think they are $60. But I got mine. I got my Gengar ones for $40, bucks, 35 bucks, something like that. But uh, I'm waiting for either Yarden to alert me or somebody, some blog somewhere, some Redditor to tell me that it, they're live. Wario. Whenever they're live, I'm, I'm definitely going to get them. Oh, yeah. It's $20, $22. It's like 3,000 yen. So. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Oh my gosh, I am so excited. I don't, I don't I am. 
It's killing I'm me. trying not to be like, I don't know, like I'm trying not to scream and like be overhyped. Like I'm what? feeling all that excitement, but I'm like, I, I just, I'm ready to play the game. Like at this point, I'm just ready to play. Me too. Yeah. It's going to be so good, Rebecca. We're going to talk about it for so yeah. long. I'm going to annoy the shit out of Dev and Delvin. Just gonna be weak. These are the kinds of games where I get unbearable about. Just Zelda. Like people didn't know me when Breath of the Wild came out because like I was just like new to like Twitter and online and stuff. But like I'm unbearable. Like people are gonna get sick of me. I won't, but other people will. I'm here for it. (laughs) Thank you. Oh boy. Um they're doing a little collaboration, Zelda and Splatoon. Uh, because there's going to be a Zelda-themed Splatfest right before, the weekend before it releases. And I think everybody, like, wanted this. They're saying, how cool would it be if... And they did it. You can choose between te- the different pieces of the Triforce. Team Power, Team Wisdom, yes. or Team Courage. It will take place team the power. weekend before, May 5th through May 7th. I feel like people who pick Team Power are edgy. People right. who t- pick Team Courage are boring. What about these nerds? Team Wisdom are correct. Nerds. What a bunch of dorks. Power is useless and courage is useless if you don't know what to do with it. Oh, come on. Get out of here. Things losers say. (laughs) Okay, fine. So power, team power is edgy. Team courage is boring and team wisdom is nerdy. I'll take it. Edgy. I love you went to the, oh, you're just trying to be edgy and cool. Yeah, you know, it's the same awesome. people. It's the same people who say, oh, for Harry Potter Sorting House, I'm Team Slytherin because I like bad and evil. Like, shut up. I don't know what any of that means, but okay. <laughs> Those were words. <laughs> um, I typically, yeah, I, you know what? You're, 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 the shoe fits. I typically am the type of person. I, I typically, I've always, um, I've always liked like the heel characters. I dig a great villain. It's my favorite thing. So 100% team power. Yeah. No question. I mean, I do asked. like villains. I do like villains a lot. Um, but I like Zelda, Princess Zelda. I named my dog Zelda when I was 10. I, I always have to do whatever Princess Zelda does. That makes sense. It checks out. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think there's anything else to say about that. Um, anything else about Zelda in general? No, I think we covered everything. I should have sat down and maybe wrote down some of my thoughts, but I kind of wanted to just speak freely on it. Yeah, I was going to um, do that too. I was going to write down my thoughts, but I didn't want it to be I didn't want to overanalyze it. I didn't want to like sit down and like come up with every single thing that I I just wanted to like what were the things that I really took away from it? Like I said that one of those two giant ship vehicle things going at each other. Like that was like my that gives me so much excitement and intrigue like there's so much mystery there mm-hmm. i'm like what's happening is that a cutscene? why is that happening um it just set hey, me off it just, this game looks so i mean epic is the word it's probably a word that's used that's overused a lot in social media but this trailer was so grand in a mm-hmm. way that i don't think like a lot of video game trailers or most video game trailers are or have been um yeah. i don't want to oversell it but it just gives you a sense of scale. Yeah, and the scale is massive. Just massive. Like it just mm-hmm. 
yeah i i'm stunned i was literally speechless i was like watching it and and the first time i got finished with it i was like i don't even really know what just happened like i know my mind has been blown but if you were like what about it blew your mind i was like i can't even remember it all there was and maybe it's just like i'm getting old I can't remember as many things anymore, oh, but I saw, I feel lot. like I saw 50 things that blew my mind. I can only remember two of them. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Nintendo, y'all need to start sending out review codes. Like now, if you want people to even be able to make a dent in the game. Yeah. Yarden says if Donnie was still on his wait for the switch pro to play mindset, would your mind have changed with this trailer? Probably. <laughs> Yeah, this this was probably the most impressive video game trailer I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it really, really rivals that Breath of the Wild one. I mean, it's the Breath of the Wild one was very dramatic, right? There was a lot of cutscene. It was very epic. This one wasn't. This was showing so much gameplay, game design, game features, systems, story. That I'm just like in awe of. That's the thing is we don't get a whole lot of trailers that do that anymore. And um, yeah, it just I don't know. It just seems like so dense. I, I don't. I'm, I'm scratching for terms. They might be synonyms, but just so many different, so much stuff. Really, I mean, they've. I guess they've just spent the last six years just adding stuff to the game. <laughs> just a bunch of new stuff adding to the game. I can't wait to play it. And you know what? I, I There is one more thought that I had that I'll say before we transition. I don't know about you. I imagine this was probably a thing. But seeing so much of Breath of the Wild's Hyrule in tatters or in pieces or different made me want to go take like another walk around. Like a good walk around. Not like go play it, but like really just like get reacquainted with the the Hyrule that I think I know that I remember um, before this game comes out, because watching that trailer, I was like, oh, I kind of remember that. I know that, mm-hmm. that area, but it looks different. And I'm like, should I go back and like, just, you know, zip around, you know, go to, That's a, a, good go to point a different because places. And... I was going to replay it. And it's just like, not the same going back and replaying it. I think it'll have to be many years before I go back and replay breath of the wild. Uh, but you're right. I want to know when I'm playing Tears of the Kingdom, oh my God, that is so different than it was in Breath of the Wild. And I might not be able to, because that game is so big. There's so much in that world. And, you know, I think you're right. Just maybe riding your horse through the towns or, you know, going past the the landmarks. Just reacquainted with the map, you know? Yeah. Just your your basic bearings again. Like, I don't want to have to wonder like, oh, was, you know, that bridge broken before or... Like things exactly. like that, yeah. because if That's you look, they thinking. they did show Hateno Village uh, in the trailer, and there's like these giant mushrooms growing in it now. It's like, where did those come from? Oh wow, I didn't even catch that. But yeah, yeah. things like that. I just want to kind of, I might wait maybe for the week before the game, but yeah, I might just get on a horse, do a little quick travel, little little fast travel, just hit you know hit the towers, hit the towns, mm-hmm. and just kind of get a quick little get my bearings. Yeah. Because it looks like it could be useful. It's a good idea. Might do the same. I'm sure that we will talk more about Tears of the Kingdom in the weeks leading up to May 12th. Uh, But yeah, I think we we covered a lot. Yeah. 
just one little little quick hitter news that I thought was uh, kind of interesting. The new Pokemon anime series is debuting in Japan. Do you remember they're doing this where they're getting rid of Ash? They're introducing these two new protagonists. It's not going to be Ash and Pikachu anymore. It's called like Pokemon Horizons or something like that. But uh, these new protagonists are called Lyco or Lico and Roy. And the first episode was just released in Japan, and there was a brand new Pokemon that was teased in it that has never been seen before. And people were drawing comparisons to the first episode of the original anime, where yeah. the Ho-Oh, the famous Ho-Oh, flying you know over the sky. Nobody knew what that Pokemon was at the time because it was a second-gen Pokemon, and only first-gen was out. And uh, so it looks like they did kind of a little parallel where, you know, this main character cross paths with this brand new, probably legendary Pokemon. Looks like this cute little bejeweled turtle um, during this first episode. So I thought that parallel was pretty cool. Did you watch Ash's final battle? No, but I heard it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, it yeah. was awesome. I haven't In- watched really any of the newer anime Jack and I watched it, and my wife found out. And she was like, wait a minute, you're not getting rid of Ash and Pikachu? I was like, yeah. Was like, you can't do that. She's like, they're going to bring him back. <laughs> she doesn't believe it. I'm like, no, I, I think, think this is it. Will. Someday he'll be repurposed. or He'll show up know. as a gem master or something. They're still including Pikachu. One of the main characters has a Pikachu. I feel like they have to do that for like just brand recognition because of Pikachu. Oh, um, I didn't realize that. I mean, I figured yeah, we'd still yeah. see Pikachus, but I just didn't figure we'd see like a a Pikachu with so much personality as like a main character. Yeah, it's like a like a, it's a war sergeant type character, kind of like a lieutenant surge character mm, has a Pikachu. Gotcha. Um, but I'm very psyched that this main character, Lego, Lego, I don't know how to say her name, such a weird choice of name, um, has a Sprigatito, which is my mm. favorite starter. So I'm very excited that uh, Sprigatito is getting the center stage attention that it deserves it'll be interesting to know if the show remains as popular or becomes more popular or less popular like i would very much i don't watch the anime anymore either but i'd very much mm-hmm. like to know if anything changes i'm assuming that yeah. pokemon is just so powerful that nothing really matters probably probably yeah all right we only have a couple more questions to hit most of our questions were about Tears of the Kingdom. So hit us with these last couple questions, Donnie. Sure. Yep. We just got two. Kyle the Pug says, if you could force any PSVG member to love a game for a day, why do I feel like this question is very pointed? Who's the lucky soul that you would pick? Person can either have no interest in the game or hate it completely. I don't know. I feel like Kyle wants me to say Dev. He wants me to make Dev like Breath of the Wild. <laughs> But if I had to choose, probably Kyle. Probably to do the same thing. Kyle and Josh crush Breath of the Wild. Just they just land really? over and over again. Yeah, it happens. It's like a, Why? a common recurring thread. They are I just, such boomers. <laughs> I generally think they just didn't they didn't like the game as much. But I think it's one of those things where when you don't like something that everybody else like like me with Final Fantasy, you just dig in. And I think they've just really dug in. So that would probably Maybe. be my pick. That'll be my pick too, but I'll do it with uh, with Devin. Okay. Yeah, Dev is just more indifferent. I think Dev does it because he thinks it's funny. Brandon says, if there was a traveling Nintendo exhibit that went around to different museums, what would be the five things of Nintendo's history that would be must-see? 
Mm, that's a good question. Five things of Nintendo's history. Well, there's got to be something with the original, like, 1800s playing cards. Hanafuda? Yeah. That's, that's got to be one of them. I mean, does it? Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm in both ways because I, I, I'm with you. I, I can see it both ways. It's both roots in history, legacy, but it also isn't really what they're known for or remembered for. I get it. It's not bad. The, that, the one... uh, Game Boy from the, that got bombed in the Gulf War and it still works. They have that on display in somewhere. Oh, that's What's a good it? Pick. The, the New York. Oh, XBS says OG Donkey Kong arcade machine. It's good. That was good. I was thinking of one, but I think they already kind of like, I don't know if it's really that impressive anymore because they've already shown it off, but when they first made the original Mario Maker, they were showing like all of these drawings and like graph paper drawings of Mario levels and things that they had used to make Mario levels. And if they could have something like that with like the first Mario Bros. game, or like Mario 3 or something like that, I think it'd be really cool to like be able to sift through to like see on display. They could have like here were the here were the concepts that we were designing mm-hmm. for Mario. Here are the ideas that didn't make it into the game. Th- things like that would be a lot of fun and i would be very happy to see something very similar for zelda you know that made me think of the nintendo playstation prototype console Ooh, they definitely wouldn't put that on <laughs> i know but that's that's the question is that would have to be unless see that would be so cool i would want to say that's it. true that's a part of nintendo's history in a way yeah is it i mean i think it's it's is it more a part of Nintendo's history than PlayStation, or do you think just think it's even 50-50? Because I don't really think it's a part of Nintendo's history. It's something they thought about, ultimately decided against, you know. True. But it's still so cool. I would love, there's got to be one, I would love for a Nintendo exhibit to show us the system that they never released. There's got to be one. There's got to be ten. But there's got to be ideas that they were scoping for release that just never made it. They just pivoted and went in a different direction. You know? Okay, how about this? The costumes that were used in that Super Smash Bros. commercial. Uh, yeah. Yeah, those. that'd be good. That'd be really good. And the tune, the the Link puppets from the Link's Awakening commercial. Yeah. Yep, those were all good. Hmm. They've got to have somewhere in the depths of their archive like the rarest Nintendo games ever. Right? Could they just have Ooh, like an exhibit like here of the, the 10 most rare yeah. games that we've ever published? The copy of the Nintendo World Championship NES cartridge? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like if they just yeah. they could actually just pull off a little exhibit like here are the most rare games that we've ever made. And they could just have a couple different cartridges, CDs of just whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They could definitely do that. Yeah, and chat the Muppets from E3 2015. Yes, and then the 8-bit Zelda game where they tried some Breath of the Wild mechanics. Yes. Yeah. I wonder if there is ever a playable prototype of that Wii U Zelda mm. demo we've ever seen, because Probably. they had a controller. 
Like they Did showed, they? they showed a mock-up in that trailer of what a controller, like of a control scheme, right? They showed the game pad with the map and stuff on it during that demo. Or, or they were either mock-ups or they were released after that demo. But when that, when they showed that Zelda Wii U footage, I remember seeing this is what it'll look like on the gamepad. And I just wonder if there was ever an alpha build of it. Hmm. Was that ever in the works? That's possible. That and I would possible. love to be able to... Could you imagine if they just had like a little kiosk? They're like, play That would be so cool. Like, then go people fight. would be like, <laughs> make us a game like this. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, Earthbound 64 is a good one. Whatever you could have played, like whatever playable prototype of Earthbound 64. XPS says he'd like to play the GameCube Zelda Tech demo. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering. Um, I don't know. Now, now I'm just speculating. Never mind. What? Tell me. You have to say. Well, I, I said earlier, like, what are the consoles that you were thinking of that never saw the light of day? Boy, I would love to know what games have never seen the light of day. I guarantee you, somewhere in there, there is like some crossover that we never saw coming. Like they were like, there's a Star Fox Metroid crossover or a Kirby Mario crossover or Mario and Link. There's something somebody would dabbled with someday that we've never thought of or even considered. Well, absolutely. Because think about Metroid Dread. That game was conceived in like 2005 or six. And they were sitting on that for like a decade or two before it ever came to light. I would be way more excited for something like this than an amusement park. Like if if they came out with an exhibit and they were like, hey, like come to Nintendo World where we're gonna show you we've got ten games that never made it. Like I like I've got to go see that. Like that's so much more than going on a Mario Kart ride. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Same. Oh, I would love that. That would be so exciting. Just uh, we we concepted these games. Or what if? Could you imagine? Again, I'm just running at the. Damn thoughts here. Synapses fire my brain. What if they're like, if there's a Nintendo exhibit, we've got 10 ideas that we never finished on. We just never, and we're taking a fan vote, and your vote is going to, we're going to make one. (laughs) See? (laughs) We're going to make one. That would cause literal war, Donnie. That would cause literal (laughs) war. People would be killed over that. We're going to make one. Oh, that'd be so good. Gotta be so good. You know that at some point Flooded Mario was supposed to be in Splatoon. It's so easy. At some point somebody made it and they decided not to do it. And I just, I want to know what those ideas are. What's there? What's in the treehouse? What are you hiding, Nintendo? What are you sitting on? They're very secretive. They would, they would, they don't like to show what, you know, their inner workings and I wonder if they, I think they absolutely prototyped a virtual boy too. They have a thousand percent. They have prototyped another VR endeavor. I'm They've sure. done too much VR like things for that not to be floating around back there. I think maybe when like phones started doing it with like, you know, cardboard and stuff like that, like when it was thought to be like cheap, remember you could buy like those like Walgreens and CVS had like the little yeah. nerf things you could put on your face. Like I'm wondering if they were looking around and they were like, maybe, maybe we could do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Wii had one. Could you imagine if the Wii had a VR oh my attachment? Gosh. And then you're like swinging the controllers. I wouldn't, 
I would not be surprised at all if they were like, here's the headset yeah. we were thinking of doing for Wii U or Wii or something. Like, wouldn't be shocked. Mm-hmm. So, it was good stuff. Good stuff. That was, that was yeah. good to talk about. Thank you, Brennan. Well, that is it. That's for it. For this episode. Man, I could talk about Zelda all day. I hope we like think of more stuff to talk about next week. I, I just like want to talk about it every single week. Yeah, well, you had to jot them down. Come back. People want your theories. I want your theories. I was, I was like waiting for that's a, that's another big reason why I don't want to dive like super far. I'm like I just wait for Rebecca. All right, I'll come <laughs> up like with the, some more stuff for next week. Like the the easy button. I just wait for Rebecca. <laughs> to tell me what everybody's thinking. That way I can ask I'll questions and just feel dumb. No, <laughs> I think all of the theories are valid. All right, that is going to do it. Um, look for my Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp review on Wednesday this week. And we will see you next week, Kooplings. Goodbye. Whenever you're ready. All right. This is Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening. And I forgot the line already. What? 